Hello, everyone, and welcome back. This is Jessica. This is Crystal. This is Ethan. And this is What's, What's in, in, a name? Name? in a Name? Okay. Wow. We all started at the same time, but we ended at drastically different times. Very true. (laughs) So, I want you guys to guess. Guess who's back, 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 back again. (laughs) Uh, It's me, Jessica. And I am back. That's a quote from The Office. But, um, yeah. I hope you guys are excited. I've returned from my uh, summer in Europe. Yeah. Excited (laughs) to be back on the podcast. Yes. So excited to have you back. You used up all your PTO and now you have to work for free for the rest of the summer. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, No, I'm excited to be back. Um, So I want to jump right into it. So the question today is um, one of my favorite questions to ask people, but it is, uh, what is something that happened today that you wish could happen every single day? Uh, I remember to pray. <laughs> so that's not it. No, um, <laughs> um, that I have the willpower to work out. So you guys, I've gained so much weight since moving back to Florida, and today I like got up and went to the gym. And so I wish I could do that consistently. Dang, that's awesome, I mean, Crystal. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yes, uh, I know the struggle. I'm like, I have to go to the gym again? Like, when does this stop? <laughs> it's kind of like work. I'm like, I have to do this for how long? For the rest yeah. of my life? <laughs> um, so me, I was able to sleep in today, which was kind of great. I love to sleep. And um, more than my love for sleep, I think, is my hatred for alarm clocks. So sleeping in is great. I always love it when I have the chance. <laughs> Ethan works from home, uh, work in strong quotation marks, which basically consists of him doing laundry, taking naps, uh, sleeping in, evidently. So Okay, that's a lie. I still work very hard. I just didn't get up earlier before work. Mm, okay. okay. Yeah, trying to get me fired on this podcast, Jessica? What the heck? <laughs> no, I, I, he works very hard. I just give him a hard time about working from home. I'm the hardest worker out of the three of us. um okay so for me hang with me on this one but um today i went to two funerals um and i don't want to attend a funeral every day for the rest of my life but something that i appreciate about funerals is that i feel like people are so generous with their praise at funerals like we're usually pretty cautious i guess to tell people how much we care about them in everyday life but at funerals is when like I guess we wait to talk about how much people meant to us and how much we admired them. And so I wish that piece was part of my everyday life of just hearing um, people's genuine thoughts about how much other people have impacted them, if that makes sense. Yeah, tender. Yeah. yeah. So um, anyways, okay. So um, to start off, I want you guys to think about a time that you legitimately could tell that this person that you were interacting with didn't like you and maybe share a little bit about that experience if that's all right. Okay. Yeah. So I can start. Um, I'm already laughing because honestly, I am my own worst enemy when it comes to this. Uh, My default mode is to assume that just everyone I'm talking with doesn't like me. So I know that's so healthy. I'm like the epitome of mental and emotional health, just (laughs) the golden standard. Um, So disregarding though, 
my extreme paranoia that no one likes me. I think the most poignant memory I have of talking with someone who I was like positive did not like me was one of my previous landlords. Um, so <laughs> some people, maybe even some people on this podcast, cop, cop, Jessica, <laughs> say I'm like literally the tenant from your worst nightmares um, because I'm so quote unquote high maintenance. But honestly, I'm not like I just have standards. So I'm sorry. Oh if, <laughs> I'm sorry if like I don't let you get away with trying to murder me by not replacing a stove that has like a gas leak or something like my bad. Sorry, I have standards. Sorry, I don't want to die of carbon monoxide poisoning in my sleep, I guess. My bad. My apologies. <laughs> Didn't you get banned from that apartment complex? Different apartment complex. <laughs> Listen, you're going to make it sound like there's a pattern, but no, that was a different apartment complex you're thinking about. And that was a separate issue. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, wow. I thought we were talking about the same issue. Oh, no, no, no. Different. Listen, I'm just saying, people people always try to pull things over on tenants, and I don't think that's healthy. So you got to know your rights, you got to know your standards, and you got to stick to them. <laughs> One time I found Ethan's, like, Google page, and I looked at the reviews, and it was essentially just, like, him rating a bunch of things, like, one star for, like, issues that he had with something about the way that they went about their lives. And I was okay. like, oh, my God. <laughs> I am going to have to sue you, because that is now the second slander you had of me <laughs> on this podcast. That is false. <laughs> there was maybe one star on there. <laughs> I know which apartment complex you're talking about. And that was a lie. They deserved it. I'm innocent. I was a victim. <laughs> <laughs> Ethan okay. is the people's champ. Yes, I am. Honestly, that's true. Like, that's true. Yeah, I remember when my roommate was getting taken advantage of um, by his employer. They were making him work for free, and I convinced him to complain to HR. And then that organization had to back pay all of their employees because they were breaking the law. And I was like, "You're welcome. I'm going." Wow, to this you are a man of the people. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Crystal, what do you got? Um, so yeah, my, I don't even know, like this wasn't very subtle cause she flat out said she didn't like me, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> my high school math teacher, I was in the ninth grade, you know, bread eyed freshman and we were leaving for the summer and I like walked by and I was like, you know, I told her have a good summer. And she looked at me and she goes, you know, I don't like you. <laughs> no. Oh, and I, I admit we, I'm very sarcastic if you know me, uh, <laughs> but she also was very sarcastic and we had quite the year and by the end of it, like it was no doubt that I was probably her least favorite person. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought that story was maybe going to turn. Like we hated each other, but by the end we became best friends, but no. Well, like... I mean, we are. I, I love her. I end up having her as a math teacher for three more years. Because <laughs> she oh, failed man. you the first two times? <laughs> No, um, she ended up repeating the ninth grade three times. <laughs> Freshman year, the best three years of Crystal's life. <laughs> no, I ended up taking a summer program in which she was the math teacher, and then I came back uh, my eleventh and twelfth grade year. She was my math teacher. Wow. Yep. <laughs> she That's followed funny. me. <laughs> the audacity to just straight up look you in the eye and be like, "You know, I don't like you." <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I love these. Um, I thought of one. So w after my senior year, I was still um, like my birthday's in the summer. So I was still 17, which is still a year that you go to girls camp uh, in like our church, which is just a week long camp where um, 
with you go with like girls in your area and I remember like I decided to go my last year um and I I don't know maybe I was like pretty obnoxious here or something uh but I remember I was getting like all the girls riled up about something and one of the leaders actually the main leader of the camp like came up to me and was like are you planning on going home anytime soon <laughs> I was like oh my gosh like she made it so clear she did not want me there and I was like that was very rude and then like she felt bad because I don't think she's supposed to be mean uh because she's like the leader and she's like oh sorry I was just like you know trying to like figure out schedules and stuff like that but yeah it was a good, good recovery time. yeah <laughs> but um how do you guys feel like you tell if someone is enjoying having a conversation with you Okay, so for me, I feel like they make eye contact. Um, I don't know. They, like, are engaged in the conversation. They smile, like, subtle cues like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so like I mentioned, the the first thing that I have learned to do is just try and disregard the voice in my head that's like, this person is really bored by you and you should let them leave. <laughs> um, but once I'm able to get over that, I kind of like what Crystal said, I rely on body language i think and then also how much that they, they themselves are contributing to the conversation <laughs> just this just makes me think like as a side note i was like such a weird little kid that i like distinctly remember going to our public library and checking out a book um on body language because i had no idea how to socialize <laughs> and i thought that reading that book would help um and i just think i'd like to think that i've come a long way since then um, but, you know, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> I literally checked out a book on body language like two months ago. So you're not alone. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. Maybe that's just like something everyone does. It's a rite of passage. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Crystal, you already admitted your teachers didn't like you. So maybe we have different priorities. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't need to be liked. <laughs> <laughs> she needs to be feared and respected. That's right. <laughs> That's funny. Those are great thoughts. Um, I feel like, yeah, I use similar things. Um, something I do is just like a social experiment is sometimes it's like, I'm just going to be like, I am not going to talk or bring up the next conversation at all. Um, and just wait to see like what they bring up or if they bring up. And I feel like that's sometimes how I gauge it too. But, um, yeah, so it's interesting because today we are going to be talking about the liking gap. Um, have you guys heard of it? Um, yeah, I've heard of the term, but I don't know much about it. So I'm excited to learn more. I've never heard of it. Okay. Um, so I'll just give a quick synopsis. So the liking gap at its heart is a survival t technique. So as social beings, as we've talked about before, people not only want to spend time together, we're hardwired for that connection. They also genuinely really want to be liked by others. Um and this isn't necessarily a superficial wish, wish to please other people, but just basically a fundamental need to be included in a group. Um, so, for example, for our ancestors, exclusion from a group was literally like a life or death sentence. If the group decided that you, they didn't want you to be a part of it, um, that was your sentence to death. Um, so it really is key to human development and consistent with this basic need is close human human interaction um, in which infants are not only like fed, warmed and protected from physical harm at a very young age, but in which they also learn to read other people's faces. And studies have actually even showed that before babies can even walk or talk or even crawl, um, they can decipher someone's mood based on how they talk and look at them, which I think is very fascinating because obviously it takes a high level of emotional 
intelligence to be able to do that. And that's one of the first skills that babies develop. So it's very interesting. That's crazy to think that they can already do that, but it makes sense. I got my two-year-old or two-year-old, two-month-old niece. Um, If you smile at her, she will smile back. So I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting um, for sure. Um, yeah, so the liking gap is um, basically the gap between how much we think another person likes us and how much they actually like us. Um, and the good news for you, Ethan, <laughs> is that current studies have actually shown that most people underestimate how much another person likes them, enjoy their company. So we're assuming that they had a miserable time when in reality, they, they I guess, are feeling like they had a much more enjoyable time than we're thinking they had. Um, So that difference between, I guess, those two things is the liking gap, which is good news, right? At least I felt it was good news. (laughs) But um, do you guys often find that you have this gap? Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, I have a tendency to like, catastrophize every social interaction I'm a part of. (laughs) So I'm probably like patient zero for the liking gap. (laughs) (laughs) Crystal, what are your thoughts? I don't put much stock into people liking me. So I guess it doesn't make a big difference to me personally. But overall, for the general public, I think it's great. (laughs) I feel like the perfect combination is like somewhere between me and Crystal's extremes. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I I probably feel like I definitely lean on the side that you're talking about, um, Ethan. And I think that Honestly, I don't know if I always initially have it, but because I overthink everything, I feel like that I eventually develop it because I can nitpick everything I said and did to no end. And eventually, if I do that enough, then I'll find a million reasons why that person should dislike me or hate our conversation or something like that. Um, so, yeah, it's 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 very interesting. But Crystal, do you have any thoughts? <laughs> so I feel like anxiety would definitely play a role in that as well. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like anxiety or overthinking in general is like basically my superpower. (laughs) Um, I know we've talked about her on this podcast before, but Brene Brown, um, she has done some research about how people tend to deal with stress either by over-functioning or under-functioning. And I am completely wholly in the over-functioning category. Um, If anyone has ever had to travel with me, um, they have experienced my like over-functioning tendencies and I just like first of all want to apologize I guess give a blanket apology for anyone who has ever had to travel with me I have like itineraries and agendas and contingency plans and contingency plans for my contingency plans um, I'm the person who like <laughs> the moment the plane lands at a layover I'm like pulling up a map of the terminal and like figuring out the quickest route to get to the next gate just so that we don't miss our connecting flight like honestly overfunctioning to the finest it's it's quite literally exhausting to be me and not for any good reasons <laughs> <laughs> i honestly don't think there's any exaggeration in what you shared <laughs> there was no hyperbole in that <laughs> yeah people are going to laugh and be like oh my gosh that's so funny it's so def- like self deprecating and i'm like no this is just straight facts like <laughs> <laughs> that's funny um, then I- someone oh go ahead no go ahead crystal So, Ethan, as someone who's traveled with you, I would say that's probably one of your best qualities is that you over plan um, because I don't like plan anything. So it's nice to have a schedule and to know all the places that you should go and need to go because someone's done like a well 
thought out, researched <laughs> plan of the entire trip. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, that is nice. Yeah. And I think that's like the perfect example too, right? For like the liking gap. Like I look at those things and I'm like, oh, people probably hate this about me. And then in reality, like maybe it's actually not as bad as I think it is. Yeah, I think it's also really tricky because in general, as human beings, like we're not asking for feedback or asking others, like, how do you feel like this conversation is going? Or, um, hey, guys, what are your thoughts on the plans that I have for this trip or something like that one might be a little more common. But in general, we're not directly asking for people's feedback on whether or not they like us or are enjoying the conversation, probably a little bit out of self-preservation because we don't want the answer, <laughs> but also because it's just an awkward thing to do, right, to, to ask someone that I feel like. Yeah, that would be like really awkward. Just imagine mid sentence being like, "You mind doing this brief survey on this conversation we're having?" Like, yes, exactly. <laughs> that is just like a quick side note. That is a hundred percent something I would have done in like high school. I, like I would have been like, "Can you fill out this Google form after I have a meeting with you so that you can tell me how I'm doing?" <laughs> like, <laughs> so yeah, I just you know I just feel very seen by this topic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, so because we don't do that, instead, we're kind of just left to rely on our own assumptions. And you know what happens when you assume? Oh, yeah. You know what they say about assuming. <laughs> what do they What do they say, Ethan? I'm not going to finish that because I don't want this uh, podcast to get an explicit rating. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, well, we got the picture. So. Um, so what are some thoughts you have to kind of close the gap or since I just returned from Europe, mind the gap, so to say? Oh, so fancy. <laughs> um so I guess for me I would say give yourself a pep talk like um remind yourself of like why people would like you so I have a friend Morgan and she often is very hard on herself and like thinks like people don't like her and things like that and so I have her text me uh daily one thing that's good about her or that others would like about her so that she is reminded of like how great she actually is crystal oh my gosh you have a soft side i'm a part-time therapist you know that oh gosh (laughs) again for another day yeah for legal reasons we have to state she's actually not a licensed therapist (laughs) for legal reasons (laughs) um as someone who is obviously very prone to the liking gap like i've already mentioned and is probably abundantly clear at this point um there are two things that i have kind of learned to do that have really helped me so first just kind of checking my thoughts and making sure that they don't spiral into judging myself or beating myself up and just reminding myself that my thoughts are likely a really exaggerated negative take on what actually happened. So that's nice because even though that's like a tendency I lean towards, um, I'm grateful that I'm at least aware of the fact that it's not always the most accurate. Um, And then the second thing that I think has probably been the most helpful for this and kind of just helpful in life in general is just learning to laugh at yourself. Sometimes there are things that I do that like objectively really are like cringy or embarrassing or whatever. Um, and that's, I think, totally fine. Like that's part of what it means to be a human and expecting perfection out of myself at times or like at all times and in all things, it's just super unrealistic. So um, I'm also wildly prideful though so it's definitely hard to laugh at myself um but that has definitely been something that's really helpful Mm, those are good thoughts um yeah I would just say too um I think it's important to challenge some of your thinking errors 
by first of all acknowledging that you're experiencing thinking error um and then something that's helpful for me is um I'm gonna get a little therapeutic but in CBT uh therapy it's very common to try to like challenge your thought and like look for evidence to support why that thought isn't true so for example if you're having a thought of um oh this person thinks I'm so dumb and stupid then in CBT you would look for any evidence to kind of like put that thought on trial essentially um and demonstrate that and I found that it's not super effective for me uh because I just overthink it like I'm like well I don't have evidence to support this blah 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 blah, blah. and it can go on for all the time so instead what I kind of try to do is I just identify a value that I have that I want to work towards so for example I really value connecting with people and so instead of trying to play the game of like is it true or not I just essentially ask myself like um does buying into this thought that people think I'm dumb or that I'm like they're having a miserable time talking to me or something like does it lead me to my value of connection and most of the time it doesn't and so I just choose to maybe like disregard that because it doesn't lead me to my value I guess um rather than deciding if it's true or not so that's something that's helpful for me value-based decision making let's go let's go (laughs) (laughs) um all right so one sentence takeaways um, yeah, for me, I want to get better at challenging my negative assu- assumptions instead of just assuming they're true. Mm, good thought. So I would say finding comfort and knowing it dis- diminishes over time. Like, you don't worry about that once you spend some time with people. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah, for me, I would just go back to what I mentioned. I don't want to necessarily try to pretend like I have the ability to read people's minds I just want to be better at deciding if it leads me to, to my values and then deciding what I where I go from there so but yeah cool thank you guys it's so great to be back uh Crystal you're the boss El Jefe next week so so take it away on what we're going to be chatting about all right you guys we're going to be talking about logical fallacies so if you've ever read an argument or discussion online you've come across a logical fallacy (laughs) um (laughs) it's when there's uh flaws in your reasoning um that basically negates what you're claiming so it's basically when your argument is a mess and we're going to discuss it next week and hopefully you'll be better better equipped (laughs) i love that it's like today's conversation was all about not judging ourselves, but next week it's like we're gonna talk about how to judge the crap out of other people (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna say too crystal's like if you've ever read a social media post i'm like if you've ever listened to this podcast you've come across the logical fallacy (laughs) we're not perfect but we're getting better yeah for sure (laughs) i'm excited for it that sounds like a really cool topic yeah that'll be awesome um cool well Uh, Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. It's great to be back, and we will catch you next week. All right. See you later. Adios. Bye. Bye.